1: Indo-American
0: News. Hello everybody, this is Indo-American News Radio and we are so glad that you took some time out from your Saturday afternoon to be with us. We are in the middle of almost in the middle of uh, of December, well about another month to go, I mean a week to go. So that being said, we kind of like a this w- weather roller coaster. Do you see how
2: warm it is to, uh, today, Pramod? Yeah, but it's going to change very soon. From four to seven, there's a cold front coming in. Today? I yeah. thought it's on Monday. No, today. It's eighty-one
0: degrees outside. Right. It's going to change. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a roller coaster for sure. That's right. Anyway, guys, we have a really packed show. Yeah, it mm- certainly is. We we have uh, a, a uh, we we're doing this segment, this one-hour segment called um, the road I have traveled.
2: Is uh, Virendra coming to the studio? Or and Virendra Sethi is going to be the yeah. one, and he's okay. coming to the he studio.
0: Right. here. Right. Uh, so uh,
2: we will be doing that right at 4.20. And uh, ji now let me bring him into the Well, no, first, first
0: let the listeners know who you're talking to.
2: Yeah, w- uh, we're talking to Virendra Sethi later in the uh, show.
0: But he's here with us but right now. But he's here,
2: and he has expertise in jewelry. Including watches. So, have you sold a watch that's uh, worth $95,000? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but there are a lot of watches that are worth yeah, a lot yeah,
0: more than that. Expensive, yeah. So, Sinchali is very, very frustrated with the traffic <laughs> that's outside. 59 is a mess, and she's been delayed quite a bit. But now that she's here, she's going to do the lineup as only she can do. Sinchali, we're all, we're all ears for you. I should, t- I should turn the, your mic on too.
3: Right? <laughs> that would help. Good afternoon, everyone. Sorry, I'm rushing. I just ran in. Horrible traffic on 59. Jawahar tells me in both directions. But anyway, I probably live the closest and I took the longest to get here. But anyway, good to be with you. And here's the lineup for today. Today is the 9th. No, is it? It is the 9th, right? Yeah, yeah, election day. That's right. 9th of December 2023, and as you know, on Classically Yours with Jyoti, we listened to songs based on Rag Durga and we heard discussions with three generations of women vocalists from a very talented family grandmother Sur Bharati, Srimati Mishra, mother Somya Rege, and daughter Rohini Rege. I got to hear bit, uh, you know bits and parts of it, and it sounded really good. Anyway, in the main section of today's program, which is our interview section, um, as you know, you're listening to Indo-American News either on www.indoamerican-news.com, and our radio program is a production of the Indo-American Newspaper. We are on 98.7 FM, and you can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. We have four years of podcasts and have had over eighty-two hundred hits. Please do support our show to receive Spotify and give us a five-star rating, please, please, please. You know, do that so that we get that'll get us higher ad clicks. In our special, the road I have traveled segment today, we will be talking with longtime Houstonian Virendra Seti. Uh, who is a pioneering pioneering Indian entre- entrepreneur who took the brave step of moving from engineering to the diamonds and jewelry business back in the early 70s when the community had few such risk takers he went on to become a renowned gemologist and jewelry manufacturer who was a trailblazer in marketing on the QVC television channel and opened up SBNT jewelers on Voss Road he is joining us now in the studio. He's already here in the studio to talk about his remarkable journey. Financial planning for your long-term future well-being requires a comprehensive knowledge of products and strategies that bring you the best results. Our frequent advisor Randeer Sahani has spent three decades honing his skills in the art of investing and today he will be sharing his knowledge of the best opportunities for college Retirement and legacy plans at 5 20, 5 20 pm. To be on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713 789 6397 or at Indo American News at Yahoo.com. Please pick up the print edition of Indo American News, which is available all across town at grocery stores. Also, visit our website Indo American News.com, which gets 70,000 plus hits to track all current stories. And please do remember to visit our digital archives from over 15 years. Plus, our entire 42 years of hard copy archives are available in the Fondren Library at Rice University. And, over, oh, it's almost time for the commercial break.
0: Yeah, you did this in record time. We are there in... About 50 seconds from now. Yeah, I
3: sounded like I was <laughs> running. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you were running all the way, Sinchali. Yes, you should, you yes, would have yes. been here faster if you ran from your house. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's true too. That's how I feel. Guys,
0: this is uh, uh, going, it's a mess out here at William Trace Boulevard on 59. So if you are in highway the area, six, Highway Six, Highway Six around yeah. there, don't don't even bother to get there. Just take an, an alternate route. In fact, our second guest. I already warned him. Don't take this. <laughs> this. Oh, rug. he'll
3: be coming in person too. Right. Okay. So,
0: Rendir Sani, who is uh, going to be here at after Mr. Sethi. He's
3: got an hour. <laughs> right. So,
0: folks, you're gonna you're in for a treat because we're gonna be talking to someone who is very very special, very near and dear to my heart too, and Mr. Virinder Kumar Sethi, affectionately known as V.K., but uh, we'll be talking to him about his experiences. So, don't go away. This is Indo American News. We will be right right back.
2: Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon.
3: Indo-American News Radio.
1: Welcome to The Road I Have Traveled,
3: a special business program from Indo-American News Radio.
0: Welcome back folks. We're doing, going to our very first guest in this segment that we call The Road I Have Traveled. And the reason that we chose that is because there's some people in our community who have done so much over such a long period of time that they really deserve to be, uh, to, be, to be honored, to be recognized for w- the work that they've done. One of these people is Mr. Virinder Kumar Sethi. Mr. Sethi, welcome to the show. Okay, it would help if I turned your mic on. Yeah, here we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Thank okay, you. great. Uh, so, uh, Virinder City is is a, is a well-known quantity in Houston, but but more than that, he's a very uh, dear friend of mine, uh, and he's a dear friend of a lot of people in, in town. He has been in Houston since 1966. 66. So you can imagine the length and breadth of his his, his uh, experience with the community here, uh, and he was originally f- he uh, he was
4: born in Indore, and he came over here f- to go to the University of Houston. F- to no, no, no. I was born in Indore, moved to Bombay, uh-huh. and did my BSc in chemistry and physics in Bombay. In Bombay. Yeah. And then I couldn't get admission in India anywhere chemical engineering oh i see so like you know you have to be the top 15 percent to get into engineering back in 1960s uh, all yeah uh, even now uh-huh. it so it's so difficult yeah it has gotten worse so 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 tell me so then so i heard... wanted to go in chem engineering only yeah uh-huh. and so i applied and then i got into university of new mexico albuquerque right and i did my undergraduate at that time mm in chemical engineering, in in, in 1963. Wow. And then moved to Houston after I graduated, Mm -hmm. because Houston being an oil and gas center. Even back then? Even back then. It was big, big in oil and gas. Right. Most of the major oil companies have headquartered here, basically. Right. And a lot of engineering companies were here. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest companies was Brown and Root. Right. So I joined Brown and Root moved to Houston. Did
0: they move you to Houston or you came here to Houston no, and you found a job? No, I came to
4: Houston and got the
0: job. With them. Right, right, I see, I see. And so at that this is which year now?
4: N- this was in 66 uh-huh. in Houston. In Houston, okay. So three years I did undergraduate there.
0: I see. <coughs> so, in Houston, 1966, tell me the cli- uh, the situation in Houston back then. Were there a lot of Indians here?
4: No, no, no. There were, I think, four or six married couples. Oh, wow. And about 30 or 40 students at the University of Houston. So,
0: you're saying four or six married couples, let's say, so there's 12 plus... 40,
4: 52 people? Yeah, it? not too many. Say about between Rice and uh, University. About of 100, 150. 100, 120 people. At the most. At the, uh, most. At the most. 1966. Yeah. And, you know, West Hammer used to end. At the Galleria. Uh, no. A little further, it, it had built up to, uh, what do you call, uh, Hillcroft. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And then it was a farm road going all the way to Highway 6.
0: Yeah, it is the FM road, by FM the way. FM road. Yeah.
4: yeah. So... So I've seen Houston grow.
0: <laughs> now, back then, you when you joined Brown and and you came here, were you single or were you came? I you was came? single, and then you went back home to get when, married.
4: Right, right. Okay, and you brought your wife over when? That's correct. In 1967. Oh, okay, I just see. a year later. A year later. And I met
0: you when you were still living in Montrose. Correct. And, and then uh, we moved to the Bartlett, if you recall. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yes. That's, that was in, Mon-
4: in Montrose. Yeah, it is Montrose area. Right. You know. But
2: and you didn't stay with Brown and Root. You moved to... No, I yeah.
4: worked for 10 years in Brown and Root. Oh, okay. And mainly, basically, I was involved in engineering design as a process engineer, doing refineries, gas plants, petrochemical complexes and Mm -hmm. then you moved on to then I moved to King Wilkinson Yeah, Uh that's what I remember yeah and there I because I had reached process chief process in brown roots so then I moved came in as a manager of engineering Uh we had about 3,000 people around the world but Houston was uh, their second big office first was in Hague right
0: I see and once again, just out of, just so that we can put a little uh, a little bit of uh, reference point for people, you, these days, engineering companies all over in Houston have tons of Indians there, tons of pa- Indians and Pakistanis.
4: Back then, how many were there? No, back just then, you? very few. I think Brown Road being the biggest had maybe five people.
0: Get out of here. Now it's uh, probably, it, it's yeah.
4: really... A different story now. No, no. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you know, Houston has grown so big, and and engineering. I mean, you know, nowadays, previously they didn't ask for even a green card. I mean, they said okay, and well, I didn't apply for green card for two, three years because I was underage. Oh, okay. the Vietnam War was going. For the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah. After the draft so age. Draft. <laughs> <laughs> draft age. <laughs> right. <laughs> What was your number? I was th- 300. <laughs> Mine was, I mean, I went to Albuquerque. And this alone immigration yeah. guy was sitting there. He said, yeah. here is the application, fill yeah. it out. Yeah. So I said, how long will it take for me to get the green card? Uh-huh. He says, about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> so I take was, your time. <laughs> yeah, because then, then I waited for two years till oh, I okay. became 25. Sure. So then I applied for green card. Still got it in two, three weeks. Oh, okay. But before that, I had to go to the draft board and register. Right, yeah, right. Which yeah. I did. Yeah. But since I was married by then, then so that I got 5A classification. Oh, okay. Because they take 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 4 right, 5A. Right. Yeah. So, and then the war started coming down when Mr. Johnson came uh, in. That's true. So that's what... Uh, yeah,
0: so this, uh, that was... How 1967? Now you you and then you were King Wilkinson, but but then you w- I you started. Did, you did something very different, yeah, a very, a very entrepreneurial, and this is what
4: fascinates <laughs> yeah. me. Before
2: that, Jawad, I wanted to ask him, what happened to King Wilkinson? Has it been merged with some other engineering? Yeah, they company? moved.
4: They moved to mainly with uh, in Hague. Oh, okay. And I think they're part of Shell Bottom Out uh, or something. okay for yeah. their engineering work. Oh, well,
0: okay. so what was striking to me was that in this this atmosphere where there were probably 150 Indians in total in, in Houston at that time, you took the amazing step of, of going and becoming an entrepreneur while you were still doing your engineering work. So uh, the work with King Wilkinson allowed you to travel
4: a lot. Yes, that made me... S- I mean, you know, I, I used to go to all these... <laughs> Places where like Brazil, which is a, India, I went on a king Wilkinson work right, and I mean you know, so that's when I started looking for stones and stuff <laughs> no no, but, but
2: your father was in jewelry uh, business yes, right?
4: he was, but not quite oh, okay. then he moved into textiles and mainly he was doing textiles so oh, okay. this was
0: not your family business no no,
4: no, no but what so so what attracted you to diamonds well. See, I come from a business family. Right. So, 1970, we started me and there was another guy, Lee Bertellian. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, who was your partner for a long, yeah, long time? because his father-in-law was the main buyer for uh, shoes. Oh, okay. In C.S. Roebuck and Company. I see. So, he gave us a sample. I said, if you can duplicate this. Uh-huh. So, I went to India. Oh, so you did shoes first. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, went to, the, the biggest one is in India was leather linkers in uh-huh. Agra. Uh-huh. Came back, they made the sample, and then he started giving orders. Yes. So 10,000 of this, 10,000 of this pair. Of shoes. Yeah. Of shoes. Mm-hmm. Men's shoes. Uh-huh. I went back to him and he says, look, our total production is 1,500 uh uh-huh. So 10,000, you forget it. There's nobody in India who can deliver 10,000 pairs. Uh-huh. So I totally failed in shoe import. <laughs> 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 but that's when, uh, then uh, one thing led to another. My brother, Dilip, was here. Mm-hmm. His brother-in-law came with some emeralds. uh In 71. Yes. And from there i picked up i said well let's try to sell these yeah so we started selling those on the road and got some good input <laughs> we what? meaning you and, and, lee. and lee lee at the time and
3: what do you mean by on the road well, we
4: had to go knock on the doors before anybody can see you. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't like it online. This Seriously? Was
3: like door-to-door?
4: Door? Yeah, and door-to-door mm. door means jeweler. Jewelers. Mainly the jewellery jewelry industry. Yeah. Jewellery stores. Okay, so the, okay, okay. So you were wholesaling these diamonds. Uh, emeralds first, uh-huh. and then we got into other colored stones, uh-huh. and then slowly into diamonds. But now, I, I one fundamental question.
0: You didn't know anything about shoes. No. And you didn't know anything about emeralds. No. So <laughs> how did you learn all this stuff real quick? See. Because there's a lot
4: of, you know, fraud in, in, it, in it colored It is. Stones. It is. And I paid my dues a oh, lot of okay. places. It's not that it just ha- went through like that. Uh-huh. And it, well, see, I had the interest in it. Number one. Number two, once you you read the book on diamonds. Right. I read the book on colored stones. And the four C's. <laughs> and then, and, and, and you know. And four the, C's. What are the four but C's? But then I Could
2: knew, I it. Oh, I knew some explain. people
4: in India, so I went back, and then he helped me. And also he taught how to grade it, how to do this. So you you became, you, you were a quick study. Quick study, and, and then I just and Im- your engineering, imported. Your engineering mind al- picked up this real fast. See, if you put your mind to anything, you can do it right
3: so you went solo or you had a partner no yeah, at that, that time
4: i had lee okay one okay. partner okay but then later uh, see, i had a super job at that time you were a vice president at vice King i was making hundred thousand a year uh,
0: back think, then like in 1970 then, yeah yes it's
4: probably uh, so it was very difficult for me to quit the job but we had to have income coming in to support the family. Yeah. But, di- but for time being, you were doing both, for both. For how long? Five years. Oh, so it wasn't just like a quick thing. No, really? no, no. We started in '71, and then '76. Then Nalin came. Nalin is your younger brother. Yeah, and, and then we got into man. He started manufacturing part in oh. s- in India. Here for us. Here, 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 in a small scale. Oh, I see. And then we, we all worked together, of course. So
0: by 76, 77, Nolan was here.
4: 76, he came. He came, and yeah. then that allowed you to put some trust with yeah, a family the, member. Then I, that's why I couldn't quit till 1981, uh-huh. uh, my job. I see. You so
0: know, that
4: uh, made sense. You, you let the business start
0: up, start, start up, running. Right. So did you have a business plan in mind, or just
4: Well, the, one thing led to the next? Had in mind, but I mean, you know, number one, I was looking. There is a huge scope in this country, uh-huh. <coughs> uh-huh. and so uh, I mean, you know, I started thinking. I said, there is nobody here who does wholesale, especially India being such a big cutting center in the world. When you said here, meaning Houston, in Houston, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. So, so I, I said.
0: I, I, India was already a cutting center? Yeah.
4: Yeah, so yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, well, at that time, really, Israel was number one, Antwerp was number two. Correct. India was three. Right. Okay. Mm. Like today, India is one. Number right. One. Israel is two, Antwerp is three. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-five yeah. percent of the world's diamond today are cut in India. In Surat, Nafsari, Bhavnagar, Jamnagar, all that area, there are over a million cutters. Wow. Wow! And they have the latest Israeli machinery. And uh, I mean, they're doing just super job.
0: Right, right. But it wasn't that story back in 1977. no, 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 no. So you actually started manufacturing here with local talent. Jewelry. Jewelry. Not the… Not the cutting uh, No. Cut
4: diamond swab We always yeah. bought cut and polished Yeah. From Antwerp. From uh, Israel, and then from in India. I see. All three places. I oh, see. I okay. to travel to Israel at least once a year, twice a year. Was it oh, not okay. risky business being… Oh, of course it is. Houston. <laughs> No, but back then, traveling with diamonds from Israel? <laughs> it was not as a risk. No, no, we never travel with diamonds. It's always shipped through brinks. Oh, okay. Through a, they have a special category of called expensive cargo. Oh. When mm-hmm. It comes to the plane.
3: High security.
4: Huh. So it, it's all, you buy there, mm-hmm. you look at it, you make the deal, they seal it and then ship it.
3: So it's like a safe deposit vault with several different combinations yeah. and all that yeah
4: yeah but um,
2: Virendraji uh, do you remember how the hope diamond was taken from South Africa to
4: uh, England oh yeah well from India actually Oh, okay India the French traders yeah took the stone and for nothing but
2: I heard that they used uh, uh, postage it, it was ordinary
4: postage yeah it's a it blue s- diamond yeah and that was the biggest blue diamond in the world ever produced by Golconda mines in South. Right. So that was actually traded or whatever, but it went there to France. It's a long story, but the, then this guy who bought it, he
3: had no clue either. He had <laughs> no
4: clue either, but so but the other guy knew. So he went ahead and cut it into two pieces oh. Oh. because it was stolen. Yeah. Uh huh. So. When he cut it into two...
3: He had to protect himself. That's one
4: piece they have never been able to find. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. And the other one, which is in Smithsonian Institute today right. in Washington, D.C.
0: How big is this diamond?
4: It's about 60 carats. Oh,
0: wow. So the, uh, the
3: entire stone was 120.
0: Yeah,
4: I think somewhere in there. Oh my the
0: goodness. other part is probably in the collection of the Nizam of Hyderabad. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not. It's it not. not found. I've
3: seen it's in... the. I've seen it's the exhibition of the jewels of Nizam of Aydabhan, No, no I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. So the bad
4: story is anybody who owned it either got killed or died or whatever. I the see. Nizam
3: yeah. used to use a stone as his uh, paperweight. Was that the Kohinoor? No. No, no. no, no, no. Which no. one was it that Kohino he used to it. use? See, see, as the
4: Kohinoor also came. All big diamonds in the world came from gold kunda mines in India. Wow. Right. Really? Yes. Wow. Every major... But I thought uh, they came from South Africa. That too. No, re- now. <coughs> South Africa doesn't have those size. Now. But I'm talking about then. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Early 1900s, 1850, 1800s. Yes. Till Golconda Mines ran out in 1978 or so. Yeah. Then there is no more production. <coughs> I out see. Of I the see. Mines. So which,
3: which was the uh, diamond that was used as a uh, paperweight by one of the Nizams?
4: I think... I don't know the story. Yeah, (laughs) I think
3: it was the but But I may be wrong. It was never the the Kohinoor. I may be wrong. But
4: uh,
0: folks, uh, if you're tuning in just now, we're talking to Mr. Vrinda Sethi, VK Sethi, who's a gemologist, and we're learning more about how he got into this business and how he made the transition from being an engineer, a chemical engineer, and a successful one at that time, in 1966, around that time, 1970, and then finally took the leap in 1976, to open up his real his business and go solo. Well, not quite solo. You had no. your, your brother, and you had a partner. Yeah. But uh, we're going to continue on with him after this commercial break. This is Indo-American News Radio. Don't go away. And we are going to ask him about other parts of his fascinating journey. So once again, this is Indo-American News. Um, and uh, we will uh, be If you want
2: to call us, call the studio number. It's 281 Two seven, seven w- two seven seven. yeah two seven seven six eight seven four right it
3: if was the Jacob diamond I just looked it up <laughs> she can't resist she cannot resist because I had heard the story and yeah, I yeah. wanted all right come.
0: so folks we will be back after these messages once again don't go away and if you like promote said if you want to call in and ask a question to Mr city who's a very well-known quantity in Houston I hope a lot of your fri- his friends are listening in and and i know some of his uh, well a lot of his family is listening in for sure mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. don't mind calling in at all this is indo american news we'll be right back after these messages
3: news radio india news
2: us news world news movie reviews and local community roundup every saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on masala 98.7 fm hi i'm jawahar i'm sanchali and i'm praboon indo
3: american news radio, news radio. But you want some um. samosa?
1: Indo-American
0: News Welcome back folks this is Indo-American News and we are talking to Mr. V.K. Sethi about his amazing journey from being an engineer to becoming a gemologist and a manufacturer and a very successful one at, successful one at that uh, V.K. tell me we had just touched on how we, we were talking about the Hope Diamond, we talked about some of the large diamonds, but the question in my mind that popped up is, you became very, very good at at identifying gems, and of course, as uh, to to start up the business, you became in in essence a
4: gemologist. Did you go to school for this? No, I, I did not. I just by experience. Sure, but my children both are. Gemologists. So oh, okay. Both so went to ha, school.
3: How, oh, so there is a degree for, for oh, in yeah, gemology. Yeah. In okay.
4: uh, Los Angeles, GIA, Gemological Institute, Institute of America. America, presents a degree in uh, gemologists. They have to identify different 200 stones and wow. diamond grading. So if you give a, any stone, they should be able to identify. Wow.
3: But, so but how many y- years is that course?
4: it's about 2 years. Okay. Mm. So and you they also teach jewelry design. Ah. Okay.
0: Both your children also have other degrees but they ended up gravitating yes. to the yeah, business.
4: They, they just gravitated to the business. I
0: see, I see. Uh, what you want to ask something No, uh, yeah, keep
2: going because um,
3: yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you so you started something in Houston which was not being done but there were other cities in uh, the us like new yes. york and stuff yes new york uh, had yes, that's what new i was new york thinking.
4: had about 8 or 10 offices from india indians were there but the longest one i know was in 1964 he opened up that was i thought is the first i see in in, in new, york? new york city uh, your brother dilip moved to new york he moved in 72
0: and he opened up a branch of your yeah, business yes
4: yeah. well no he started emerald business with his brother-in-law. Ah. Oh. Oh, okay. uh, he was the big cutting, they have cutting in Jaipur. Uh-huh. So they will buy the rough from Colombia, mm-hmm. Brazil, mm-hmm. bring it to India and they do cutting, polishing uh-huh. emeralds. I so see. So they were mainly in emeralds. So Dilip was involved with him in New York. I see. Yeah.
3: So you all were independent of each other, it, never it, collaborated or anything?
4: Not, not with Dilip. Oh, got it. But, Nalin and we were together. Right. Yeah, we were partners. So, uh, well, and now, uh,
0: uh, just fast-forwarding all these years, we're talking about sixty years, 50
4: years later, are there? L- is there a lot of competition? Oh yeah, now there must be at least 15, 20 Indian offices who are doing wholesaling in diamonds. A lot of them doing lab-grown di- lab diamonds. That's oh. new yes, that's it the newest thing. Newest mm-hmm. thing which has come up. What's a lab-grown diamond? You like see, it's... Uh, cubic uh, zirconia? No no no. no, no, no. Cubic zirconia is out. See, it, it takes millions of years in the ground for diamond to form mm-hmm. under certain pressure, certain temperature. Right. The lab-grown, they created the same thing in a reactor atmosphere. Uh. And they call CVD, which is Chemical Vapor Deposition. Oh, I see. They use carbon-based material, and they create those conditions, and then it's a chemicals uh-huh. and into the lab grown. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they heat it up to a high temperature, high pressure, uh-huh. and so now that has become very popular for a lot of people who can't afford real. They started buying lab.
2: And there is no distinction between natural no, and the lab
4: properties grown. are same. Yeah. I mean you can tell up to a point because yes. there's a lot of metal which leaves inside so you know first they check with the magnet if Oh okay. Because it'll stick to the magnet. I yeah. see. But so I see. But, 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 uh, but all the properties, hardness, yeah, se- specific gravity. Oh, they're all the they're same. They're all the same.
2: Uh in fact Prime Minister Modi presented a lab grown diamond to uh, the first lady, Jill Jill Biden, By Really? when he came uh, on his last trip to the America. Uh, are,
4: they, are they as expensive as regular diamonds? No. no, no. They are about, now I would say, 3% of the cost. Oh, um, wow. Well, the, and it this, has come down so, so drastically. They are cheaper than CZs? About a no, little more than CZs. So
3: has the market for real diamonds gone down quite a bit?
4: Yes, it has hurt the market. You know, when
3: I saw the movie Blood Diamond, I promised to myself I'll never buy a diamond, ever. (laughs) I'm sure you've seen the movie, so you know what I'm talking about, the atrocities in Sierra Leone. So, uh, I mean, that puts a total new perspective to the business of diamonds altogether, right? No, because It's like the fur industry, same thing. Many women refuse to wear furs because it's hurting animals. So, what are your thoughts? No,
4: when we started, I mean, we started, when we import, They have to have origin, country of origin Mm -hmm. for the rough where it came from. Mm -hmm. And you have to declare that this is not a blood diamond. Literally, you have to write it down on the customs invoice that the rough came from South Africa, that's where the major producer Uh is, uh and it's cut and polished in India, Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with the blood diamond or the, the, you know, where in Sierra Leone.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I see, I see, I see. There was
2: a call from uh, Raghunath Prasad, and he said you interviewed him for a job at Brown and Root long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> wow! And Mr.
0: Prasad actually worked at Brown and Root until he retired. Yes, almost. <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> so, um, VK, uh, going back to the how you, you started the business, uh, you actually... Took the business. You did the, the sales calls. You developed the market. Yeah. You went door to to different uh, manufacturers
4: or different retail outlets, uh, and then then what? Then what happened? Well, number one, we decided to manufacture in bulk. Mm-hmm. So we put in a factory in Seeps. Seeps is a Santa Cruz area in Bombay. Oh, the declared an area with a brick wall, thirty foot mm-hmm. wall, mm-hmm. that is called. It was meant for electronic export processing zone. yeah, mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, electronic. So they were assembling mainly Sony TVs. Oh. Ah. And so on. They ship the parts, they assemble, ship it out. Uh-huh. So you're using Indian labor uh-huh. to create more jobs. So this mm-hmm. is what the government had started. Yeah. Then they opened up in the same area, small, sp- I would say not small, but about five acres to start manufacturing jewelry in seeps. So we were allowed to import anything in that area as long as we export, but not allowed to sell in Indian market.
0: Ah, I see. Okay.
4: So that's where we started the factory.
0: You started a small manufacturing unit.
4: Yeah, well, it was pretty good size. Oh, okay. And that's where we sent experts from here Uh to teach the local artisans not to work with hands use machinery to uh, get consistency uh-huh. because we were not in handmade jewelry that they, they you couldn't produce uh-huh. so everything was converted into, into machine machine and then uh, but setting is still done by hand polishing finishing everything is yeah. done by. so i sent all these machinery from here to mm-hmm. Bombay. I see. And then we started the factory there. So
0: when you started the
4: manufacturing, you, they were sending it back to you to sell over here? Yes, yes. We will, I mean, they will produce. We had several designers who will draw pictures. We look at the pictures. We approve and say, let's make this samples. Where was your office over here in Houston? In uh, at that time, when we started this, it was on Richmond building. Oh, Richmond.
0: the one on Richmond and uh, Hillcroft. Then, then
4: really, we really moved to on Wash Road. Later on. 1997, we bought that building on Was. Right. And, and that's uh, you where had a retail up. We had a retail, and that's when we opened up retail store and a wholesale business, both in the same
0: building. Right. So in the meanwhile, before that, you actually brought in the product from Seeps, Seeps, so And we you, started, there you started and, selling them here. Right. But you had... Lo- hundreds of items to sell. So how did you dispose no, of them? No.
4: First, we started with Mama Papa stores, means all different jewelry stores. Ah, uh, one store, two store operation. So you
0: would go to their stores,
4: and I hired about, we had about eight, ten salesmen. Oh wow, who will travel around the country, uh-huh. and take the sample line, take orders, we deliver orders within four weeks, six weeks, because then we manufacture in Bombay and ship it here. Yeah, that went on, and then further, then we went into bulk. So number one was Macy's. Made a, i mean, you know, there was one heart. They must have sold five thousand pieces. Wow. You know. <laughs> so because they stores all over. Right. So I mean, you know, heart pendant we were making at that right. time. Yeah, yeah. So we worked with Macy's and then we went into T V shopping area. Mm. And that was home shopping network also and shop in BC. there were two companies we were working with not to be confused with QVC
0: which is no QVC
4: mentioned. does exactly same thing uh-huh. but since there were competition is between QVC so and home shopping I had to so you, you went to you Home shopping go, yeah unless we go with a completely different line, line of, of product, product. No, no. so was that very successful very good for you yes very very good I mean it went on till 2000 i would say 2002 we did very very well we used to manufacture 5000 of a number 500 of a number mm-hmm. ones range if it, it sells all on
0: television and so on television is it true they would sell like within 10 minutes
4: well one night it, well it went on but I think in four hours, we sold one time 4,000 pieces (laughs) for Home home Shopping Network. That's amazing. Emerald, diamond, ring. Then not only that, reorder again. And They don't give more than too much time. Uh They also look at it. Amount of Yeah,
2: there's a lot of turnover.
4: Dollar produced per minute. Uh, So you you have to have pieces which sell. Right, right. So So all those designs were done in India. A lot of them, we set the designs... Customer says, "Hey, can you make this piece? Because I think it looks good." So yeah, yeah. We make the piece, quote him the price, hmm. and I think right around then, then we moved into the CAT CAM system. Now we're using all CAT CAM to design anything you Oh, need. okay. Yeah. So what's the what? CAT CAM? Computer-aided design. Okay. So now, I mean, there is a complete computer program built in, mm-hmm. and you design, and it's You design the piece, you run it in the machine, it prints out total wax, Mm -hmm. three-dimensional. I see. So say I want to copy this ring.
3: Like a 3D printer. 3D
4: printer. It'll make the wax. Uh. And the process of making jewelry is wax is replaced Mm -hmm. by gold. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Wax casting. Casting. You cast it, you make a tree and you can put 50 pieces in it. Oh, wow. So th- that's what we were doing for Shop NBC. and then, then, So then CAD the,
0: CAM meaning computer-aided design computer-aided. and CAM meaning the camera part. No, no, no. machine.
4: 4D printer, 3D printer. Oh. we are printing. it, okay. Mm-hmm. You want to make a ring. Mm-hmm. Somebody either has to hand make a model. Right. If he makes the model by hand, it takes a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: The computer does it. Like we can do eight, nine pieces in a day with one machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So is, is this the kind of machine that you actually ended
0: up sending to India for production?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they Th- were... That, that was done later part, I mean, not in the beginning. Not in the beginning, but... In the beginning, we were using more... Manpower. Manpower and mainly more jewelry we produced was more labor-oriented. Mm-hmm. I see. To get the maximum input. Right, so, fast forward again, 1999, you said you bought the retail outlet on Voss. 97. 97. You moved. No, we bought that building, and that's where we opened up a retail store. Mm-hmm. Before that, I had also tried retail store in 1977. Uh-huh. Ah. Had three stores under the name of Cachet Jewelers. Right. Oh, I yes, remember I that. remember that. Okay, we had one in West one Westheimer, one in uh, this mall. Uh, or one Sh- KT. Uh, Memorial? Memorial City Mall yeah. and one in Sugarland. Land. 1983-84 uh-huh. when the oil crisis hit, mm-hmm. people were going bust. Nobody had money to buy nothing. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We had to close all three stores.
0: Ah, uh-huh. I see
4: that was the first retail experience
0: so but then later on in the, the 97 you opened up the another
4: store no it's under select jewelers select jewelers right 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 which when i retired we sold it and now it has become city spine jewelry right uh-huh. run by your by Gattu, by nitish my son uh, uh, and my daughter does uh, private you know jewelry sales. Yeah, private sales only. yes. Yeah. yeah. The retail is a tough job for. Yeah. yeah. When
0: did they first, both your son and your daughter, when did they first join the business?
4: Almost 25 years ago. I see, okay.
2: But and, uh, Virendraji, listening to your story, uh, you have a lesson for entrepreneurs. You constantly have to innovate and change and keep up with the
4: times. And take risks. Yeah. Absolutely. This business is very risky. I mean, when you go to buy, here is a lot of diamonds. Yeah. You look at it, you want to buy or you don't want to buy. If it buy, it's okay, so how much is it? Okay, it's 150, 200,000 for this lot or whatever. Yeah. You make a decision. Now, if you made a mistake, you're going to eat it. <laughs> right. So you base your, d- your decision to buy on, you can examine the, the
0: lot But there's, but there is very little time for you to make that any.
4: No, I mean you know you. That's what you do when you go to Israel or India. Mm -hmm. They just lay out the whole lot. But
3: with all your experience, it's all educated, you know, decisions that you're making, right? Yeah. Well, (laughs) risk factor is there in
0: any business. But but he was an engineer. He knew how to. But then, (laughs) with
3: so many years in, in I saw the potential. Yes.
4: Right that i think engineering i'm reaching my peak mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what's next correct so i
3: so we will have to go to a commercial break in a minute's time so we will be back with mr vk sethi we are doing our seg- segment of the road i traveled and he's Road a, i have i traveled. have traveled <laughs> Still, and we're travelling down still the road, traveling with
0: still he's traveling. road his own road. So. <laughs> but we'll be back to wrap up with him in the next uh, 20 minutes, but, so don't go away, we'll be right back folks.
3: You are listening to The Road I Have Travelled, Business Stories.
0: Crime.
1: American
0: News Hello everybody we are so glad that you stayed tuned with us because we're talking to a very very remarkable man and his, and learning about his re- remarkable journey Mr. VK Sethi who actually is telling about how he went from being an engineer to becoming one of the largest manufacturers of jewelry in the greater Houston area and having such a large outreach he, um so in this last 20 minutes of our show with him, we're going to talk about a couple of things. While we were on this break, he he mentioned to me, no risk, no gain. <laughs> now, he started out by in the shoe business, which he ha- failed in, he, as you said, uh, VKG. And then you got into the retail business, where you had a cachet jewelers, and that had a little downfall. Uh, and then you mentioned... The Home Shopping Network. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah. You no. Know, see, we were biggest supplier, one especially for Shop NBC. I even got the Vendor of the Year Award. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yes. So. Wow. Because our merchandise was selling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing leads to another. There was an ex-president of Shop NBC mm-hmm. who was not there anymore. Right. He approached us with three other investors uh-huh. and says, Let's start our own channel, shopping channel. And we started it. Ah. Except he went on the wrong path. Oh. I mean, Uh-oh. From the beginning, he started hiring people like mm. you're running a million dollar uh, empire. A hundred, a hundred million dollar empire. <laughs> wow. And he started hiring people and high salary people. And then you know, he says, no, if you want to do it right, we were on air for about six months.
0: Uh-huh.
4: And it just didn't work. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, you know, I got... So you were the one bankrolling this? We were bankrolling the merchandise part. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There were three other investors uh-huh. who were also bankrolling the operations management
3: and marketing. And
4: marketing. Also. I was
3: going to say that you must have had a huge staff with your operations, uh, the factory in well, India.
4: Yeah, there we had, we reached peak there at 300 people. Wow,
3: and then here you had your own staff.
4: Yeah, here we had small staff because most of the work we were doing is in India. Uh-huh.
3: But a lot of marketers went all over the country, you said. Yes, we yeah. had
4: salespeople yeah. who right. traveled all around the country. They lived, like one lived in California, one lived in... In the Carolinas, one lived in... I mean, you know, they were... Yeah.
2: Did they work on commission or com- were they
4: salary? M- m- mostly commission oh, okay. plus expenses. Ah, sure.
2: Right, but
3: okay.
4: now
0: we're talking about this third venture, third venture which fa- which he failed in.
3: Okay, let's go. <laughs> no,
0: he's talking about the home shopping network. No, <laughs> the, see or, what like, happened.
3: You hired the wrong people, you said. yeah.
4: No, I didn't... But it was a money train. You, you may call it a greed. Yeah. Or... You want to become bigger, you know. It's it's all You th- didn't
3: want them on their on your business. Bare, bare role, so basically. I said, yeah. okay. Yeah.
4: So let's start our own channel mm. yeah. to compete with
3: Uh-huh.
4: With this majors, home shopping network and shop BC Yes. And the guy, I mean, you know, so we had three, four investors, we invested and also supplying merchandise to them. So I, s- which we had a very good setup, but the guy didn't know how to run it. And we, within a year or a year and a half, after going on channel, everything just went bust. Oh. Then, so you lost your shirt, you said? I lost my shirt. Oh, no. Oh, wow. well, and what, so year, what <laughs> year was that? See, this is when, when you say entrepreneur, you got to pay the dues too. Sure. Right, right, right,
3: right. Yeah. There's nothing sure. The good, so the bad still, comes with the good. Are you
2: still hungry for another venture? No. <laughs> I'm
0: no. done. I'm no. done. So, VK, you actually, what the lesson to be learned here is, you know, you take the risk, you take your lumps, right? but nothing, nothing risked, nothing gained.
4: Plus, take the risk what you can afford to lose. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What
0: what ab- What about um, well? So eventually now, you've no, sold. No. You've sold everything. Now
4: I'm retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before COVID, we des- I decided to retire. Right. And we had a sale. Mm-hmm. We, re- you know, cleaned up everything, paid everybody off, and I mean, you know, and have
2: life. how do you spend your time now
4: <laughs> i travel a lot
2: i oh, enjoy okay. traveling yeah good right. yeah.
3: what are your favorite places that you've traveled to
4: well in, l- in my lifetime i've traveled almost 82 countries wow
3: any favorites
4: there's nothing favorite as such everybody everything has it's a unique its a own a flavor its own absolutely but uh, and we do mm-hmm. cruises and i mean just but
3: one you would like to go back to again and again <laughs>
4: So, uh, well, India has been mine. Absolutely. Sure. So so I've, I've been one in,
3: lifetime is not enough to see all of India. No, <laughs> I, yeah. still I haven't
4: seen more. I mean, uh, three, from one to three times a year, I've been going to India from the last 50 years. Oh, okay. As an average.
0: Yeah. VK, tell me, uh, y- you know, you talked about the risks and you talked about building business and maybe sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the fact of the matter is that because of your taking the first step as a entrepreneur back in 1960 1970 60s. back then b- your brothers have been in, in the been in the jewelry business your children have gotten into it you have a factory that's run by your brother-in-law in my india my fa- brother's son brother's son but and now
4: he's also getting out of it
0: right but I, you know but you were able to develop so much for so many people
4: well i mean the biggest i w- I say there were 300 people employed in india mm. wow and uh, and and the, so i mean you know that uh, that i feel very very good, good about good about it. it
0: and and for a very long time and uh, for even yeah, now yeah, even yeah. now
4: right no now it's down to about 60 I see. Okay. See, because the sales, the whole marketing we have changed, we have, they've gone into bigger diamonds, mm-hmm. so you don't need too many people. Uh, okay. And cut back on manufacturing. So, you know, you try to do wholesaling only, and that's what we have been doing, wholesaling right. mainly. And then have a retail store also because, you know, you know,
0: yeah, but w- I guess one thing that a lot of people don't know about is how at when you were, s- there when there were only still about 150, 200 people in the greater Houston area in the late 60s, early 70s, uh, you all got together and you would hold some functions for the Indian community, hold movies. Yes, yes. And you were the one, the nucleus from which the India Culture Center started, right? Yes.
4: Mainly. Behind Dr. Seal, Dr. Um, uh, Raj Seal Raj, Sial. Raj Sial was, very was much here. Right. Know, and all, he had graduated from AM and he came to right. U yeah. of H. It, and the, we used to have movies in the U of H. Agnes Arnold Hall. In the library area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were, I mean, a very small community and probably 200 people at that time. Maybe.
0: And a lot of picnics at the University of Houston, which was the focus of
4: everything. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and then we started the original Indian Student Association, moved into ICC type, located in right, the whole right. city. Involved.
0: So you were a pioneer along with a lot of other people who are now yes. in their 70s and 80s. Yeah. And I did
4: work. A bit with
2: yeah, that. and I remember another venture of yours. You had, uh, were a partner in a restaurant. Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the first Indian restaurant opened here was Tandoor. Yeah. Right. Oh, we forgot about that. Right. <laughs> so, me and three other guys, four other guys, we all got together and said, Well, I love Indian food anyway. Yeah.
3: Where was this? What part of town?
4: It was uh, Westheimer and Westland. Okay. And the
3: Prime,
4: prime location.
3: Yeah,
2: right now the central market is. Listed. Ah, got
3: right. It. Okay.
4: So there used to be a building. Now it's broken down and mm-hmm. all that. But there, were, and we did very, very well on that. But yeah. biggest problem was the labor. Ah, uh-huh. but,
0: but yeah. it was eventually sold off to Bombay Palace. Bombay
4: Palace. Oh, Bombay Palace took it okay. over. We. I mean, whatever we put in, we get five times the value anyway. Oh. Right, wow. yeah, yeah. Another and, a and, successful and, venture. Yeah, and then and, and, because it was not for, none of them could deal with the people. Mm. Right. So we had gotten almost 14 people. Uh-huh. Got green cards, and brought them in several cooks. For, for the restaurant for business? For the restaurant. Uh-huh. How about that? And then, you know, the, the labor is labor.
0: Right, but that was another venture that eventually yes. you sold off. Yes, sold off. did well. Of you? course, your lovely wife, Nalima Ji, is such a fantastic cook. <laughs> I was the recipient of a lot of meals at their house <laughs> back when they were still in the Montrose area. So and so, I'm sure that uh, uh, that I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention her. I, I'm sure she's listening in right now, right? Uh, yes, Nilo? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Vrindabhai it's been a pleasure talking to you but um, what's the what happens at this stage you have so much knowledge do you want to impart it do you want to start a something different uh, for your later years he's done I'm I'm
4: done (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm over 80 81 wow you You don't look
3: it at all yeah you don't look it you're you're in great shape yeah
0: thank God doing very well. Right, right. But, Wonderful. But we could certainly use a lot more of that knowledge. The next speaker that we have, the next guest we have today, he has a lot of knowledge that he's going to share with us too. And he's sitting here right here with us from the Sani. <laughs> yeah,
3: at the end of the day, VKG, no regrets in life, right? None Comes, at all. Like failures come with successes. With successes. So, but mm-hmm. you, had, you had more successes than failures. It is, so it's
4: just, the, I mean, you know, you got to decide in your mind. If you and of course, I mean, not blindly, you got to plan. And then if once you plan, you schedule it, execute it, and then comes the cost part. Right. So if you use those four factors...
3: And you've been innovative throughout, so... Yeah,
4: you got to do that. Right. Otherwise, you'll be behind. America is the fastest changing place yeah. in the world. Yeah, correct. Technology is taking over everything. Yeah. And if you you don't uh, change with the times, you're going to be behind. You're going to be behind. But this is true land of opportunity in that way. Yeah. The jewelry business has changed a lot, too. It has changed completely now. So
0: now the selling part is different than... There is zero
4: manufacturing done in America. It's all gone to China. Really? India and Thailand. Uh-huh. Those are three major countries will uh, do benefit. I rate. had
2: heard that uh, Italy is a great manufacturer. Italy is chains. for gold chains yeah. and
4: gold jewelry only. Yeah. No, even then, I mean, even Turkey uh-huh. is also okay. in gold chain and gold. Italians are the very good designers. Right. They right. come out with the product.
3: Their designs. Super. So tell us something. You said the uh, diamonds can be grown artificially in the lab. What about the other gemstones?
4: No, I mean, they're doing it. All of them can be grown. Uh, uh, Union Carbide has come out with the process by which they can do emeralds, synthetic, but that's wow. synthetic. Rubies, sapphires, all synthetic.
3: And you can't tell them from the real?
4: Normally we can because because they could not come up with the real color of the colored stone. Ah. Mm-hmm. And inclusions. Yeah, Nature puts inclusions uh, right. in the no. stone. Yeah. So they come out too clean and they're, they're trying... Too perfect. Uh, too perfect. Correct. Mm. So you know it right away. Yeah.
0: Right, I see. Well, Mr. Siddhi, thank you so much for taking the time this Saturday afternoon to share your story. It's fascinating.
3: It is. Yeah, we had a wonderful time talking oh, to you. Thank you sure. so much. And
0: we all learned a great lesson here: nothing risked, nothing gained. Right,
3: mm. and we're so proud to have you in our community. You know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah,
0: and but and also another facet of his personality, which you get to know once you know him personally, is how generous he is with his time, and and going out. And he's a very loyal person. I mean, every person that that we mentioned earlier on, we mentioned Mr. Radcial, and, uh, who is no more with us, he, uh, but uh, they all remarked about how much effort he put in to, to help them out wherever they were. So, thank you so much for, for doing that. And thank you. You've been a pillar of our community for a long, long time.
4: <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. And um, and all the best. All oh, the best thank to you,
3: you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, thank
4: you.
0: And uh, with that, we're going to be going into a commercial break very shortly. We'll be talking to our next guest, who is already here. And um, we are very... Jawar,
2: why don't we uh, do his biography, since his we bio. have three minutes left?
0: Well, we want to wrap up this segment right. In, uh, separately. Right, right. right? Absolutely. So, but we wanted to make mention that, uh, that we were talking to Mr. Virinder K. Sethi, who owned, has owned many, many businesses. We found out he owned Tandoor Restaurant. The home shopping network competitor
4: partner partner in tandoor pa- partner
0: <laughs> that's true, <laughs> cachet, and uh, a, uh, the very first venture was the shoe making business for sh- for Sears, which didn't go very far.
3: And now the SETI jewelry store. Yes, yes,
0: store is there, right? And isn't that fascinating? I mean, we
3: absolutely. W- I mean, such a wonderful story.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean... You and
3: coming from engineering all the way to gemology. That's
0: yeah. what I keep telling you, Sanchali. Us engineers, mm-hmm. there's only two of us here. Us <laughs> <as> pharmacists, <laughs> so we
3: should branch out and I, think something an innovative too. like that.
2: But you never practiced engineering, Pramod? Uh, I did in a way I that? worked for many engineering companies. Oh, yes. In a,
0: applied a, engineering. A, as, as a support role, for, but not as an engineer. Itself. no. Engineers can figure things out and that's what the lesson that I've learned from listening to Mr. Sethi is that you know you're solution driven you can figure things out and that makes a a whole lot of difference. So uh, folks hope that you've enjoyed this. If you have enjoyed it we intend to be doing this The Road I Have Traveled Before. Actually Mr. Randhir Sani was one of our uh, interviewees. yeah, of The Road I Have Traveled a long time ago. He he looks at me like like, I don't know what I'm talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back.
0: But uh, it, this has been a pleasure, and uh, we hope if you inter- if you like this particular type of format, please let us know, and we will be happy to feature you on one of our shows. Uh, all you have to do is call 713-789-6397 at uh, the Indo-American News uh, um, hotline. <laughs> yes, Hotline. <laughs>
3: or if you want to call us now and give us feedback, you can call us in the studio at 281-277-6874. You're listening to Indo-American News Radio program and we will be right back after the commercial messages. Okay. Stay tuned everyone. You are listening to The Road I Have Traveled, Business Stories. Hmm.
0: Prime.
1: American news.